Okay, so um, I, it is such an honor for me to be here and to share with you this morning. And I'm sure there's some of you I know and some of you that may um, be new to me, but um, I love Myanmar, I love PRM, I love CMM, and I love all of you. And uh, I met Dr. David back in, I think it was, was it 2015? Uh, possibly 2016. Yes, 2016. I met Dr. David in 2016, and we were in the same class at CMM. And it's funny because at the time, the first time I saw David, I had no idea that we would end up being very close friends. And I had no idea that I would be able to come to Myanmar and meet many of you and be a part of PRM. And it's um, one of my favorite places in the world that I've ever been. And it will always hold a place in my heart, and I'm looking forward to coming back again soon. And I believe that's going to happen. Amen. Amen. Yes. And so um, I'm going to just share some things with you that the Lord's put on my heart for this graduating class, but also for anyone who's hearing the sound of my voice. And quickly, I want to honor my friend Penny Verdell, who is here with us today. Oh, Penny Verdell, Hi, Penny. Yeah. She is here with Texas. And congratulations to the graduates. Boy, you may tell that. Congratulations, Yeah. We were on the phone with Dr. David last week or two weeks ago, praying together. And my prayer for you is that you will find a friend to you like Penny is a friend to me. Because you need somebody in your life that will get in the trenches and pray with you until you receive breakthrough. You need to have somebody in your life that knows how to hear the voice of the Lord and is willing to share with you. 
it's always important that you have someone in your life that's like Paul, who is above you in the Lord and who can impart truth and wisdom and teach you. And it's important to have somebody in your life like a Barnabas who is like a peer who you can talk to and walk through life with. And that's who Penny is to me. And then you also need to have someone in your life who is like a Timothy to you, who is somebody that you're discipling, that you can raise up in the Lord, and the things that God has given you, you can give to them. And so I implore you to seek the Lord and to find those people in your life and all right well congratulations to all the graduates i honor you for how far you've come graduates and I want you to remember that now you are a graduate, but at one time you were dreaming about being a student in a Bible college. And so I want this weekend to be a memorial to you of the faithfulness of God who brought you to this place. And this is the first graduating class, right, David? Yes. Um, yes. Can I, so can you I are, tell a little bit? I'm can, sorry? Can I mention a little bit? Um, yes. They are associate uh, degree, the, the first class that I've ever been. So um, they're very hungry. And uh, yesterday, we have a holiday in my country. So there are more people. But today is a walking day. But people are so much hungry, though they are not much joining right now. And we will record them uh, this video and we share it to people. So, yeah, they are students and they are family. And I really appreciate you and Penny for showing up. And so, yeah, they are very hungry. I have a lot of testimony and I will send you later. Yeah, yeah, you can keep yes, going. Sorry, okay. yeah. <laughs> so you are uh, pioneers in your country. And you must always remember that God gave you the opportunity to go to a Bible college for a purpose. And so, David, um, I want to have a scripture um, in Psalm 139, verses 1 through 6. Uh, 
So I read first, am I right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, Papa, me. โอ้ทาวราพยากุรอดีจนุกุสิจอเวดีรอมุยจนุกทายจินทาจินยารุกุตีรอมุยจนุกตวาดอลังกุลกองเอียกุลกองสิสิวิจนุกจินดอจินล
chosen to have you be a part of the tribe of Israel and coming out of Egypt with Moses, but he didn't. And he could have chosen to make you born during the time of David, but he didn't. And he could have chosen to have you born during the time of Jesus or during the book of Acts, but he didn't. He chose for you to be born when you were born to be alive in this time for a purpose. Because he didn't need you to be in the time of Moses and he didn't need you to be in the time of David or Jesus or Acts. He needed you right now. And you may think, well, who am I? And you may, it may seem to you like you're unimportant or that you're um, like a drop of water in a big ocean. But there's a special purpose for you to be in the place you are right now. And just like God was so in love with Adam and Eve, he's in love with you right now. And I never want you to forget how important it is for you to be where you are right now. And it's no accident that you're graduating this year with your associate's degree. Some of you may be going on to get your bachelor's or some may be going in a different direction. But wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you must understand that you're there for a purpose. Amen. Amen. There's an assignment that only you can fulfill on this earth. And it doesn't matter if you feel like you're not qualified yet. Because everything that God's calling you to do today, you're qualified for today. And everything that's happened in your life has helped form you and to make you into the person you are right now. Every pressure, every trial, every struggle has had a purpose. 
And Jesus became a man so that he could understand what it was like to be a man. And he learned obedience through the things that he suffered, the Bible said. He's not a high priest that who has not been touched with our feelings of our infirmities, but he's walked through life just like you and I. ตัวตะเกโกจิบรอฮิมเอ่อมินจีบ่เนาะมาโลกะมาลูเรละขันเนจิบรอฮิมมินจีบ่เนาะอะลุปုံซันมิวนี่เนี่ยลูซาดิข
But there's also seasons of awakenings in the earth. When people outside of the body of Christ are awakened to the glories of our God. And so I decree and declare, and I want you to do it also, that this is a time of awakening in Myanmar. And that the heavens are opening in your nation or wherever you may be for the Spirit of God to fall upon the lost. And I want to impart into your heart and have you picture in your mind where you fit in that awakening. Because just like Jesus commissioned the 12 and the 70, he's commissioning you today. He's calling you to do the works of Christ. He's calling you to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Go to Isaiah 61. Okay, so David, um, read verses 1 um, through 4. อคันเนี่ยติกะเนี่ยเลยอยู่จนพับบ่มั้ยทาราพยายุ่นนี่เนาะดีงาบ่มาตีรอมุยอาจารย์มุกาเซียนตาโรอ่ะวันเหมียว
you mean right now? Yes. Yeah. Uh, cool thing, my no? Where are Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is not going to anoint you to do those things. He already has. It's not going to be once you get your bachelor's degree. He's already done it. You are going to go out and heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out demons. You are going to preach the gospel to the poor. You are going to see the recovering of the sight to the blind and the freedom of the captives. Because you have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead in you, you are already qualified to do those things. You are empowered to shift your nation. You are empowered to bring people out of darkness into his marvelous light. All he's waiting for is your yes. Because you can sit in a classroom and receive all kinds of knowledge and learn all kinds of things about the Bible. But it's a different thing for you to take the things that you've learned and the impartations you've received and go out and do something with it. 
You are already equipped to do it. That doesn't mean that you don't have more to learn, but God will meet you where you are. And help you to go out to reach the lost. But it will take you actually going out and doing it. You can read a book to learn how to drive a car. But really, the only way you will learn it is by doing it. And when you go out and you start to take steps towards moving in the spirit, every time you will learn something more and more. And the Bible says that one plants, another waters, but it's God that gives the increase. Sometimes you will be the one planting the seed. And you may not see any harvest at that time. Sometimes it may be you who go out and waters a seed that's already been planted. But you may not see any harvest at that time. But sometimes you will be the one that's called to reap the harvest. But there will be no harvest unless someone plants. And there will be no harvest unless someone waters. There's a thing that happens in my country around Bible colleges. There are really big Bible college that are famous all around the world and people come to them and I'm not talking about CMM. And they go to the Bible college and they learn all of the things and they sit in the presence of God for two, three, four years. But then when they graduate and they're all finished with school, they're still sitting there in the church, not doing anything. Please do not let that be you. Please do not let that start to be the habit in your country. There are people that are lost and 
dying and going to hell because they've never heard the gospel. And I understand that there can be challenges in sharing the gospel in your country. But the Spirit of God will lead you and guide you into the places you need to go and the people that you need to speak to. And sometimes it might just be an act of kindness towards somebody that you need to do. And it may seem like uh, I didn't do anything. What was the point of doing that? Uh, but your act of kindness could save somebody who's about to commit suicide. It may minister to the heart of somebody who has self-hatred. And God can use just the love of God in you to minister to somebody without even saying a word. Some people have never experienced the love of God. And so it's important for you to obey when the Spirit of God prompts you to say something to someone. And I pray over you that words of knowledge will begin to come to you. That you will begin to hear the voice of God whispering secrets about the lost. And that a boldness will come upon you that you know that it's the Lord. And when you reveal the secrets of the heart of the lost. Then the realization that there is a God will come upon them. Then you will be able to say, My God sees you and He loves you. And then the door to preach the gospel to them will be opened. And I pray a spirit of boldness would just fall upon you, a fearlessness. A boldness even greater than the book of Acts. A courage like Joshua and Caleb. Were well, that will enable you to see that you have power over any giant in your land. And 
And if you want that boldness and if you want that impartation, just raise your hand and wave it. Hello, Jane, Jimmy, you think I'm a Ted to be a losing as a delay and Java. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Jesus, what she want my day. Turn to the book of Numbers, chapter 13. Dolia Sadon, Giao. Now back in the book of Exodus, and um, mostly in the book of Exodus, God promised Israel that he would send them into a land flowing with milk and honey. That was a promise. The whole nation knew about it. So David read verses one and two of Numbers thirteen. Okay. And then we're going to read verses 17. Um, let's see. I'm sorry. Huh? 17, through, 17 through 25. ခံနံပြီးသို့စူးစမ်းစီချင်ကမောရှိစီလို့လေအတင်တို့ဒီတောင်မြင့်တာလမ်းပြင်သွားပြီးတောင်ယူးပေါ်သို့တက်ကြလ
And so they had been in a place where they were making bricks and they were slaves and it was very, very hard. And now they're seeing this place that God promised with these grapes that were so big, they had to be carried on a pole in between two men. Can you imagine seeing grapes and a plentiful bounty that big? And back in verse 1, it says, God said that he was giving them that land. So he wasn't telling them to go look and see if you think that you can overtake them and take this land. He was telling them to go look at the land that I'm giving you. Okay, now go ahead and read the rest where you left off and read the rest of that chapter. Yeah, from 26 to the rest of the chapter, yes. Okay, ကရိကာဒီရှာအရက်သို့ရောက်သောခါပရိသအပေါင်းတို့အတွင်းပြန်ကြာပြီထုပြီးနိုင်သီးသောအတိကိုပြကြာကြီးမောရှိလဲအက
Tapi mereka kalau ni Yosua Rodimas lebih dewi uji bau. We are well we are well able to take this land and possess it. But the children, the ten spies that had the bad report were unwilling to stand on the word God gave them. And in verse 32, I don't, I'm not sure what yours says, David, but it says the, um, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. Yeah, in Burmese, it means verse destroy its, in, its children. It destroys yeah, its children. So the land will destroy them. Yes. Um, so they looked at the giants as bigger than God. They made their own reasoning be bigger than the promise that had God had given them. And then in verse 33, David, I want to emphasize, mine says, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, yeah. and we were in theirs. Yeah. And I want to get this through to your hearts, friends. Akuche ma, tenu na long naare ma, dikhe thay tuin beje ne, boi uchao naare. You may look at the land God has placed you in and feel like a grasshopper in your own sight. Tenu gu bhiyashen thaare griro mi ma, tenu wa atashe mi, gogo gu tenu nangao no bhiye ni raphe naare. And that you're a grasshopper in your nation site. So how do you view yourself? When you consider the harvest that lays before you in your time and in your nation, do you consider yourself a grasshopper? Does it seem too big to you for an awakening to come into your nation? Do you look around and see all of these people who have a different belief system and wonder what difference can I make? Or do 
Or do you look around and see the harvest that is not too big for your God to take? Do you think that it's too big to see your nation have a great awakening where thousands of people are in the street worshiping God? Is it too big of a thing for everyone to lay down their weapons and start to submit and surrender to the Most High God? There's a verse in the Bible that says, Can a nation be born in a day? Because it's time for you to get a vision in your heart of your nation being totally transformed by the power of God. Because you know the story of Jericho where they marched around the city and they blew the trumpet and shout and the walls fell down. And one morning, the wall was there. That night, the wall was gone. And you know the story of a giant that was threatening the nation of Israel and the army of Saul that was too afraid to fight. Uh, but there was a little shepherd boy that the spirit of the Lord came upon and he slung his slingshot and the giant died. So that morning, the nation was in danger of being enslaved. But by that night, David was holding the head of the giant. And there was one morning when Jesus had, was getting ready to be crucified. That everyone was still a slave to sin. But on resurrection morning, when he rose from the dead, all of eternity was changed by that resurrection. And 
And one morning, there were 120 people cowering in an upper room, not knowing what was going to happen. But that night, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in power to the people. So I want to tell you that one day can make a difference in a nation. It could happen in one day or it could happen in one year, but the power of God is enough to turn your nation and upside down. But a lot of it starts with you taking what you've received this year and doing something with it. Do you believe it? Yes. Amen. So I want to tell you a couple of stories. There was a revival in Azusa Street in the early 1900s in my country. And there was a man that came to the church that wanted prayer for his leg. He had part of his leg amputated, so part of his leg was a fake leg, but it was hurting where the fake leg came together with his natural leg. So he said to the preacher, would you please pray for my leg because it hurts where those two come together. And the preacher told him, it will be very hard to pray for your leg with the fake leg attached. So I want you to take the fake leg off. And so the man took off the fake leg and the preacher laid hands on him and prayed for him. And his leg grew back and completely grew back to where he had a whole leg. So can you picture yourself praying for somebody to have their entire leg grow back? Because the same spirit in that preacher is on the inside of you. 
It wasn't the preacher that made the leg grow back. It was the spirit of God. So we, we may find it hard to picture ourselves praying and seeing a miracle like that. But we, so we need to change our belief that all things are possible through him. And then there was another man named John G. Lake, and there was he was alive during the time where was there was a bubonic plague that was killing all kinds of people. And John G. Lake had a gift of faith come upon him. And usually if somebody came into the room with one of these six people, they would die also. Uh, well, would you please repeat again? The Usually, if somebody would go yeah. into the room, with, then they would die also. Uh, but in the gift of faith, John G. Lake would go in and pray for these people, and they were totally healed. And because he was offering in the uh, or operating in the gift of faith, there was no doubt in his mind that he could do it. And he would tell the doctors to take some of that um, sickness and put it in his hand, and they would look at it in a microscope, and as soon as it touched his hand, all of the sickness, the, the cells would die. And he was in the city in my country called Seattle, and he went in two hospitals and prayed for all of the people Everyone got healed and totally emptied the hospitals. Now, can you picture yourself going into the hospital and praying for people and having them raised up? and released from the hospital to where there was nobody left in the hospital. Because it was the Spirit of God working through him that healed the people, not the person. And so the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead and healed those people dwells in you. It's the same Bible that John G. Lake had that said, 
that you would lay hands on the sick and you would recover the same thing do you believe that God can use you to do miracles like that? So there was another man named John Alexander Dowie. And Dowie was a pastor and the same plague that John G. Lake was ministering to the people who had it was happening in his church. And 40% of his church members had died from this plague. And his heart was so broken and he was so upset and was praying to God. And he got a revelation of the healing power of God. And that the power of the Holy Spirit would work through him to heal people. And as he was praying, somebody knocked on his door and said that a young woman in his congregation was getting ready to die and he needed to come. And and a righteous indignation rose up on the inside of him and he was so angry that the sickness was trying to take another person. So he went to the house where the little girl was and the doctor was there. But the doctor was also a member of Dowie's church. And the doctor said to Dowie, doesn't God work in mysterious ways? And Dowie became upset and said, this is not of God. Can you pray the prayer of faith? And the doctor said to Dowie, oh, we should just let God do what God is going to do. And so Dowie dismissed the doctor away from him and went in the room and laid hands on the little girl and prayed and she was instantly healed. 
And then Dowie went into the other room where two siblings were sick and laid hands on them and both of them were instantly healed. And it all happened because he got a revelation that the power of God would work through him. And I want to ask you, can you picture in your mind going into a house and raising people off the sick bed like that? Because it wasn't Dowie who healed those people. It was the Spirit of God working through him. And I just pray over you right now for a spirit of revelation to come upon you that the Spirit of God wants to work through you in these miracles. And that I break every lie of the devil that would try to tell you that you cannot do this. And I break off any spirit of fear that would try to come upon you to keep your mouth closed so that you will not pray. I release an impartation of the gift of healing, the gift of faith, and the working of miracles in the name of Jesus. That you will hear the Spirit of God giving you instructions and you will be quick to obey them. In the name of Jesus. That it's not by might or by power, but it's by His Spirit. That the giant of sickness cannot stand in your presence because the Spirit of God is in you and is flowing through you. That the Word of God says that you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In the name of Jesus. Okay. I have another story. There's a friend of one of my mentors named Surprise Satohe. And he works in Africa in Mozambique with Heidi Baker. But he traveled to a, a country in the Middle East to minister the gospel to some people. 
And in that nation, there's a religious system that's very hostile to Christianity. If you're a Christian, they will kill you. But when surprise would get a vacation or a holiday, he would go to these countries to minister instead of going to the beach. So he was ministering um, kind of secretly to these people in this country. And it was nighttime and he went upstairs to uh, in the house to go to to go to bed. And two women came knocking at the door of the house where he was staying. And they opened the door and said, Sorry, the man of God is in bed already, asleep. But Surprise said, no, no, I'll come downstairs. Don't, don't tell them not to leave. And so he talked to these two women and heard their testimony of how they found him. One of the women had a dream of what they call the man in white, which was Jesus. And the man in white told her to go to this certain address and to see the man of God. And it was a vision of the Lord that was powerful, so she knew she needed to go do it. Women never go out at night by themselves, but she was compelled that she must go to that house. And while she was walking, she encountered another woman and asked her, what are you doing outside at night? And the other woman said, I had a dream of a man in white, and he told me to go to a certain house and see the man of God. And it was the same address that the man in white gave the first lady. So they went to the house and um, surprise preached the gospel to them and they became born again. So the women went home and told their families in their different houses what happened, and all of their families became born again. And 
and a revival started in that nation for the very first time. It ended up about 800 people became born again. And, and surprise didn't have to go out and preach in a stadium. The Lord brought the women to him. So do you believe that the Lord can appear to your countrymen in dreams and then cause them to come to you to hear the gospel? Yes, it can happen. So su surprise was going down the street in this country and people had found out that he was there preaching the gospel. And he saw an angry mob of people coming toward him with sticks and they were going to beat him up and kill him probably. And he knew that there was no way for him to escape. And he thought, oh, I'm going to die. Lord, please protect my wife and children. And the, the mob of people was just about to overtake him. And he went like this. And the mob passed right through him and continued to run down the street. The Lord made him invisible to them and they didn't even see him and he, but they didn't knock him down. They just went right through him. Do you believe that the Lord can protect you from danger like this? It wasn't surprise that caused that to happen. It was the spirit of the Lord on the inside of him. And it's the same spirit that dwells in you. And this same man, surprise, he came upon a man in South Africa who was beaten to death. The same. He came upon a man who was beaten to death. Somebody beat the man and he died. Yeah. And so he laid hands on him and prayed and he was risen from the dead. Can it wasn't surprise that raised him from the dead. It was the same spirit that's on the inside of you. Surprise, 
And so what I'm trying to show you and tell you is that God is doing miracles through the hands of his servants in our time. He is awakening the hearts of people to come to him. He is pouring his spirit out on all flesh. That includes you and I. And he just needs us to work with him. He needs us to yield ourselves to the Spirit of God and to obey quickly. He needs us to die to ourselves and our own plans and our own understanding and let him work through us. God could use you to raise someone from the dead. He could use you to pray for people who are overtaken by a plague and see them healed. He could use you to lay hands on a man with one leg and have the leg grow completely out. Or he could use you to just smile and be nice to somebody who needs help. To share food with somebody who doesn't have any. To be a friend to somebody who has lost a loved one to death. To use a, a word of knowledge or a prophetic word that you can share that will change the direction of someone's life. He could use you to plant a church and be a pastor. He could use you to be a missionary to go to a place where they've never heard the gospel. He could use you to um, go to a church and serve the children. Not one of these is any greater than the other. What makes it great is your obedience to do what he says when he says it. Because you may be the one who plants. And you may be the one that waters. But it's God who does the miracles. It's God who brings the increase. 
But what he needs is your yes. And so I speak to you graduates to give him your yes. Your number one ministry though it's to minister to him. That's what, that's what he wants more than anything. And when you give yourself to him and minister in the secret place, then you will be full of the love of God. You will receive an infilling of the Spirit of God. You will receive an impartation of the Word of God and the power. And it's from that place of being a friend of God that you'll be able to pour out and be used to do all these other things. Because he wants to use you to do all these great things I talked about. Because he wants to reach all of the people that you can touch in his name. But what he wants most of all is just your heart. And if you become his friend and give him your heart and worship him in the secret place, he'll be able to use you to do all these other things he's So I hope that you were inspired to see that your life is much bigger than you ever could imagine. That the same God who created the universe and created Adam from the dust of the ground created you. And that all of your days are written in a book and you have a divine purpose about your life. That he created you to be born during this time and the place you are now. And that you're not less important than anybody that you read about in the Bible. There are people in this world that only you can touch. But your worship to God is something that only you can create. He cannot even create your worship. So you're very, very special. 
So I want to just say a prayer over you and I thank you so much for allowing me to speak to you today. You are world changers and history makers. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my friends. That you would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. That the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. That they would know what is the hope of your calling. And the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. And the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe. According to the working of your mighty power. Which raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of God. Far above all, principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named. That they would always remember that their life is hidden with Christ in God. And that he will do exceeding abundantly above all that they could ever ask or think. According to the power that works in them. I bless them and I bless their families. I bless them that they're blessed coming in and blessed going out. They're blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Blessed in the basket, blessed in the store. That everything they set their hand to will prosper. And that they are hidden in the secret place of the Most High God. They are able ministers of the gospel. That there is an unction upon them to preach the good news to the poor. And the Spirit of the Lord is upon them for this time. That they are good enough. That God loves them without fault. And that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in them and is making alive their mortal bodies. 
In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, David.